passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. This is Drive-By Wrestling. Not all heroes wear capes. Mike, how the hell you doing? I'm doing great this morning, man, because I did a good deed today for someone. I'm not going to get into it because that shit's admissible, but uh, fuck it. I don't even care, man. I don't even care. Let motherfuckers come at me about this. I don't even care. I'll gladly pay the fine for this. I don't even care. Um... The town I live in has like a little local Facebook page, and this girl posted, um, seven years ago, she was bullied in high school to the point of like almost committing suicide. Uh, her bullies at the local skate park on the ramp spray painted her name and said, is a whore. Um, that was seven years ago. She posted today that in the local group, like it's been seven years. Like, why do I have to see this still? Like, when I come to my hometown, I still have to see this, and it, it takes me right back to high school and like that, that mental state that I was in, and I've worked really hard to get out of that and become a better person, but, like, every time I come to my hometown, I have to see this, and it puts me back into it. Um, I was bullied in high school. Uh, I fucking hate bullies, and don't get me wrong, man. I think a little bit of bullying is good for everyone, Right? A little yeah. bit. I think every, I, I agree. I think everybody needs a little bit of bullying. Just a little bit of adversity. A little bit of something to help you build character. Um, you want to get rid of bullies, well, you're also going to get rid of comedians, artists, musicians, all of it. Um, yeah. Now, do I think that someone should have to live their day-to-day -day life fucking terrorized? Like I spent a considerable amount of high school. Or like this poor girl did. No, I don't right, think so. Right. I think that that relentless, is relentless, relentless bullying is a different thing. Every yep. day, that mentally destroys you. Get shoved into a fucking mm -hmm. locker, man. Everybody needs that once or twice in their life. <laughs> but the relentless toll that every day bullying can take on you, um, it's not something that I would really wish on anyone. Uh, even the people that did it to me. Um, what I would wish for them is to get uh, a fist in their face. Because um, really, that's what all bullies really need, right? It's just one good right. time getting a fist in their face. I look back on it a yep. lot. My Like the two specific guys that bullied me. And um, I don't know why I never put hands on them. Because I would have handled both of them. But that's mm -hmm. the state of mind that bullies get you in. Anyway, so... I live two minutes away from this fucking skate park, and I got a can of black spray paint in my garage. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go take care of this fucking problem right now. So I drove down to the skate park. Takes about two-minute drive for me to get there. Walked through the fucking fence. Walked right up that motherfucker and spray painted that fucking ramp. Sent that girl a picture. She posted a video of her going and kneeling down by this ramp that's now blacked out. Doesn't say she's a whore anymore. She posted a video. A comment. But how this is the first time I've ever been able to even walk inside the, the fence of the skate park in seven years. And I feel all that anger and that pain has been lifted from me. And I fucking did that. I fucking did that. So I'm having a great fucking day. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm actually... I mean, I've always been proud of what we've done here. And I know that we go off color a lot, and it's fun, and it's just two friends, you know, sometimes busting each other's balls, sometimes busting other people's balls, taking the piss out of something Everything. we love, which can be so ridiculous in pro wrestling and, you know, comics and nerd shit, and, you know, you tell personal stories a lot, which, you know, I'm not gonna say one way or another, because I'll be honest, I don't know, but our are maybe completely factual, maybe a little bit, you know, peppered for colorfulness. What I will say is I've always been proud of what we do, but hearing a story that's so 
that's an uplifting thing you did, man. And it just makes me even prouder than I already was to call you my uh, co-host. Look, guys, I'm an asshole, right? <laughs> I'll admit that. Um, I understand my role on this show and in life. Um, I'm a lot like my Uncle Tom. Um, but my Uncle Tom was what I like to call a righteous asshole. And not a self-righteous asshole. A righteous asshole. The anger that he felt was righteous anger. If he was mad at you, you knew it was because something you did. Um, he was an asshole because sometimes an asshole is what it takes to make someone listen. And I have zero qualms in my life being a righteous asshole. The anger that I felt for that girl today was a righteous anger. Right. I have zero qualms being an asshole in all regards of my life. But please understand that I'm never an asshole for the sake of being a fucking asshole. Okay? Right. I am an asshole because I have a point that only being an asshole will allow me to prove. So, if you know someone who's an asshole, maybe you have an uncle who's an asshole, maybe you have a friend who's an asshole, right? Evaluate them, man. Evaluate them, man. Because some people are assholes just for the sake of being fucking assholes, man. But evaluate your asshole friends. Because your asshole friends, while being assholes, might be some of the strongest, best people you know. Because sometimes an asshole is what it takes. And sometimes they might just be an asshole. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying evaluate them. Because if they're just an asshole, you gotta bounce them, man. You gotta bounce them. I'm an asshole. But you could call me at 3 a.m. with a life problem, and I'm going to talk you through it. I might call you a dumbass because I'm a little bit of Red Foreman. Because I will also, because assholes will call you out on your own problems. If you cause your own problems, an asshole's going to call you out on it. But they're going to give you a hug and say, fuck it, we're going to get you through this. That's the beauty of an asshole. Yes, it is. Um... Also... Just remember, an asshole is always a half inch away from a pussy, so. That's true. That's true. And pussies don't like dicks, because pussies know. get fucked by dicks. I don't know what any but of that But dicks like, also I, fuck assholes. But, but then, the dicks get all <laughs> shitty, and they fuck the pussies, and then the and pussies assholes, become assholes. Assholes just want to shit on everything. Pussies may think they can deal with assholes their way. But the only thing that can fuck an asshole is a dick with some balls. Yep. The problem with dicks is that sometimes they fuck too much or fuck when it isn't appropriate. And it takes a pussy to show them that. But sometimes pussies can get full of shit. <laughs> so full of shit that they become assholes themselves. I can't believe you have this fucking memorized. Because pussies are only an inch and a half away from assholes. I don't know much in this crazy, crazy world, uh, Mr. Mike, but I do know that if you don't let us fuck this asshole, we're going to have our dicks and pussies all covered in shit. Yep. <laughs> I never realized that there would come a time in my life where... I could use that and it would make sense. Speaking of dicks, pussies, and assholes, Mike, uh, do we want to talk about the IWC first or CM Punk? <laughs> uh, let's talk about CM Punk, but like, cause like I've got some things to say. Okay. Um, I, uh, again, everyone, apologies for missing last week. I was on vacation and it's, you know, time's just, become so much more valuable in my life over the few years, and I just didn't want to take the break to record a show, to be honest with you. And I'll talk to you off-air, Mike. Next week might be dicey as well. We'll figure something out. Because, um, you know, holidays and work schedules. That being said, 
What a time to miss, because I'll lead off and then I'll let you take this, Mr. Forrest. Uh, sorry, let me edit that. Nope. <laughs> I watched AEW uh, two weeks ago for the Undisputed Unification match uh, for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, because even though I really don't like Mox and I definitely don't like Punk, I'm like, damn, like... I want to see this match. They're putting it on TV. Fuck. I'm going to tune in to AEW live for the first time, probably since Adam Cole debuted on their television show, Mike. Mm-hmm. So, hey, all right. You're hot shot in a match here, but, you know, taking it off the pay-per-view, but you got me, Mr. Khan. You got me. So, this is my experience. I tuned in to the entire show about 15 minutes late. And then I'm getting my kids ready for bed. The children are usually have TV on to go to sleep, put like a cartoon or something on, and they'll fall asleep. But my oldest, who's back in school, has been struggling going to sleep. And something that I can always guarantee, when he's tired, if he's watching wrestling with me about 20 minutes in, he's out. So I'm like, dude, we're putting wrestling on. So I'm sitting next to him on the floor. He's laying in bed. I got AEW on, right? I'm watching it. Eventually, I look over. He's asleep. They start the entrances for this match. I'm like, all right, let me get everything taken care of, get out of here, go into my bedroom, turn the TV on, you know, watch this match. So I get them all covered, change them, change it to a movie for them in case they wake up and they're not scared. Go into my room, take a leak. This is a minute and a half process. Come back in. Talk to the wife for five seconds, switch it over to AEW, and the fucking match is over! Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I thought, did I have it delayed in the other room? I, I was so confused. I-, I And I'm seeing, I immediately go to Twitter and I see everyone, like, losing their mind. What the fuck was this? And I saw the promo from Mox, which, again, solid. Not a Mox dude. Solid job on that promo post-match. And then I shut it off because I was fucking out of it. They pulled me in and immediately pushed me out. Mike, you want to take it from here? Okay, so, man. When it happened, I was like, huh? Like, (laughs) what? What? First of all, when the match started at 9.05, when it wasn't the main event, flat out, yeah, I wa- yeah. when it wasn't mm-hmm. the main event, I was like, shenanigans, shenanigans are happening. Um, even though frequently they don't make the AEW title match the main event, but this is a unification title match, right? Um... So I would like to explain how I felt about this in phases, okay? Because my feelings on this changed about every three days, okay? So, I want to explain how I felt about this in phases. So they're unifying the title on fucking Wednesday, on free TV. And I'm like, that's weird, because the pay-per-view's in three weeks. Two weeks. Um, but, you know, maybe they're just getting one of these guys off the table for the all-out challenger, right? You know what I mean? That's what my thinking is at the time, all right? So, like, so like, okay, cool, we're going to get one of these guys out because we don't know. They haven't announced anything for all-out for a title match, right? So I'm thinking, all right, Mm -hmm. you know, man, we're going to get one of these guys off the table out out of the title picture. And then we'll figure out the title. It's going to be a short build, but like, you know, it's what AEW does. Um, (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm with it. All right. Uh, Still think it would have been better if maybe we just fuck it, wait two weeks and have this match it all out. But hey, you know, man, that's, that's you know, man, you know, man, that's the answer. That's the answer. Right. But I'm like, okay, hey, you know, we should have maybe, but they made, but they have, Clearly, there's a plan for the all-out title match, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't involve one of these guys. 
or maybe a, a third party is going to get involved and it's going to be some kind of triple threat or something. Adam Page, you know, maybe something. Okay. So I'm with it, right? Then the match happens and I'm like, and not only does he just squash him, he gives him the finger and then talks shit, shit after the win, right? So I'm like, okay, well, this is done, right? Like, like this is over. Okay, we got our champion. We're on to all out. Uh, wonder what they're going to do with CM Punk after this. But, um, you know, you know, uh, so, then, this Wednesday happens, and as the time went on, I thought, yeah, I didn't like that, but, you know, Punk can take a squash like that and be fine, uh, Mox is too hot right now, you know, like, it's, you know, there's better ways to do this, but okay. So then, Mox comes out Wednesday and is like, you little bitch-ass CM Punk, bitch-ass motherfucker CM Punk, here's a fucking contract, you little bitch motherfucker. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) So, he's giving him a title shot at All Out? So why didn't we just wait two weeks? Why? Why didn't... Okay, whatever, though. And I remember messaging you Wednesday. Wednesday as I was watching, or maybe Thursday. And Punk's out there. Uh, he They dropped the contract in the ring. Ace Steel comes out and gets it, takes it back, right? Punk comes out. And um, it's funny, because I'm in our group chat, and you're saying, you know, I just didn't really care for what they did on Dynamite with Punk. And I'm watching it at, I'm watching it happen as I'm conversing with the group, right? Right. And I say to you, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that this was booked the best, but this thing they're doing with punk, this self-doubt punk, we haven't seen this before, and this is really interesting. And then two minutes later, that was gone. That was fucking gone. He's up in the fucking crowd, roaring. Someone's holding a baby up to him. Um, <laughs> like, which I I, I want to say I I, I should have screenshotted this not to interrupt you. Someone posted a picture of that said baby, and and someone else was like in the tweet, "This child's going places." And my response was probably CPS. I think that's quality. <laughs> Went under a lot of radar, but hey, it is uh, what it is. I saw one that was like. <laughs> In Chicago, they sacrifice babies to punk so that he may regain his power. Uh, <laughs> That's good, too. Uh, so, so like, the interesting part of it for me was immediately taken out and brings us right back to if this was going to be the main event for All Out. Like, here's the deal, Tony Khan. I get that you're trying to tell a story. He was trying to tell a story. And he was trying to tell a story in two fucking weeks. And that's dumb. That's dumb as shit. Right there, right off the rip. That's fucking stupid. Two. Bro, the story is already... Interim champion versus champion for the merging of the title. That's already mm-hmm. the story. You don't have to create this other narrative that CM Punk is injured and wasn't at his best, but he was coming back to prove that he could still go no matter what and then got his foot re-injured and squashed. And now we're to believe that two weeks later, two weeks later, not even two weeks later, ten days later, miraculously that foot has healed? This is probably the worst storyline that's ever been in AEW. The worst. And they've done some bad ones, which every wrestling company does. And they sit here and be like, oh, this is bad. But this is like Vince McMahon 2021 booking. Where we're just having a nonsensical title match. And here's the thing. Bro, this is a merging of titles. 
that's a huge moment. That's not a free TV yeah. moment. No. That's a huge pay-per-view moment, and that's a better story in and of itself than whatever. Like, let's say even if this story was told perfectly and with a an appropriate amount of time, this punk injured story, right? Let's mm-hmm. say they gave that a fucking month, okay? And it was done expertly. Still, the combining of the belts at All Out would have been a better story. Right. Well, they could have even done a... I, I don't understand the need for the squash. Even if we wanted to do a punk doubting himself comeback story, when he made his quote-unquote return and confrontation, let them squabble there and him leave holding his ankle, right? And let Moxley flip him off. See, like, you can't even, you think you're ready, you're not ready. And then you can have a couple week build with him doubting and then leading to this, right? Yeah. And then at least you have maybe a... Well, I don't know, remember the time between his return and this debacle. If it was three weeks, four weeks, whatever. But then at least you got another week or two. No one was squashed. He just got, you know, quote-unquote, re-hurt in a scuffle. And then he toughs it out for this match. Like, isn't that even a better story? Yes. Like, you could have done the, look, I'm not 100%. I can't take this challenge right now. And Moxley is like, fuck it. Whoever wants to fight me, fight me. And then you do the ace steal comes. You know what I mean? You do everything they did, except you don't beat Punk. And you tell That's a longer it, man. story. You just saved the match until all out. <laughs> this is easily Tony Khan's worst booking decision. It it's was bad. it was prior to this Adam Page's entire run as champion, right? But this is so much worse. This is well, so much worse. I can't think of a booking decision he's made that comes close to being this fucking bad. And like and, and like I know, don't like to talk like this because I like to come on here and celebrate. Right. AEW and WWE currently. You know what I mean? Because like, I won't talk mm-hmm. about some shit if I don't like it. If I don't like your product, I don't watch it. You guys have listened to the show. You know for the last year and a half, I haven't fucking talked about WWE until two weeks ago. Right? Yep. And when I spoke yep. on it, I spoke about the things that I enjoyed about it. Right? Um, right, right. When I speak about AEW and She-Hulk and the other things that we talk about on this show, I speak about the things that I enjoy, and I don't often like to speak about the things that I don't like unless I get drugged into that or that's part of the narrative or the direction of the conversation, right? Right. Um, because if you've listened to this show for a long time, I used to hate everything. That was the whole point <laughs> of me being on this show was to just come on here and be like, fuck that, that sucks. And that's not the way to live your life, man. That's not the way to be a fan. If you don't like something, don't speak on it. Speaking on something you don't like is only going to give it more power, and I refuse to give more power to things that I don't like. So right. I now only speak on things that I like on this show, or again, unless the narrative brings us to things like this. It's a hot topic that I have to speak on, such as this angle. And I really tried to see this for like – I went through phases with this where I was like – Give it time. This is chapter one. Um, but like, <laughs> but like immediately those phases were like followed by a follow up, which was like, oh shit, I know what chapter two is now, and this is terrible. Um, and chapter three is what chapter one should have been. So, I uh, man, I was very disappointed in this. And on top of that, let's talk about the fallout. Right? Neither mm-hmm. one of them can lose the fucking match. Well, yeah, see, and I was just discussing this with someone at work. Tony better hope he worked that shit out with MJF so he can come out at the end and fuck some shit up. Well, because here's the thing, now... Only acceptable outcome now. Can Mox, like, I don't think a loss hurts Mox at all. That being said, Mox is having an incredible title run. That's why Mox can't lose. Mox is in the midst... Okay, first of all, John Moxley and this company... He's the first two-time champion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine Kenny Omega would maybe have the same effect, but this dude has proven that if you put the belt on him in this company, it's fucking golden. No matter right. what, no matter what, if you put the belt on this fucking guy in this company, 
It's fucking gold, and you've got fucking the license to print money. And John Moxley, dude, I swear to God, John Moxley has to be one of the ones that Hunter looks at, and he's like, God damn it, if I could have got to this dude five well, fucking years ago. Well. <laughs> like, he has to think that. Somewhat. Um, well. Because you don't think he still thinks that? Oh, I think he still thinks that. Oh, yes. Like I'm saying, he has to think. Like I wish that this guy. I wish I had this power five years ago when I had this guy. I think. I think Triple H is calling Renee and be like, "Here, I got this tape. Play it in his ear when he's asleep." And it's right. like Hunter being like, "Mox, come back, come back to Daddy Triple H. Come on, come back." Because like, and it's something they touched on on New Age Insiders this week. Like, like John Moxley is so much better than Dean Ambrose, it's ridiculous. It's like it's not even the same guy. And uh, I think that they're in a weird position with him where it's like, man, you're printing money with this dude. Blackpool Combat Club is the, the like the top shit right now. Uh, I would love to have one of their shirts if they weren't also terrible. Uh, but, uh, and CM Punk, after this, after that squash, and, uh, doing the fire, the, coming through the 12 minutes of self-doubt, uh, six minutes of self-doubt, because it was a 12-minute fucking bit, (laughs) you know, he felt shitty for six minutes, um, and then, you know, like, he has to succeed, so... I don't know. Dusty finish? I don't know. I don't know what we do here. And if you dusty finish, then Punk has to get a shot again. I, well, I mean, yeah, dude. I. The only thing that fixes this is... I mean, I can't even throw Hangman in. The, literally, the only thing that fixes this is some kind of MJF involvement. Uh, MJF attacking Punk in the back. Or... A masked person attacking Punk in the back, and then Punk coming out saying he, you know, I can't do it. I, I'm injured again. And then maybe an MJF. It was me all along, you know. And then now Punk wants to do it. Now it's a triple threat. I don't know something, but this is a mess. I'm sorry, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, flat out. I, I there's um, it's gonna be very hard to see what they do to try and salvage this. They, Think about it this way, and I know, I, I know you're gonna say you're gonna do your thing again, and I'm gonna do my thing again. But here, here it is. All out. I mean, this is the continuation, the the AEW version of All In. So, I mean, I think a lot of people consider this their quote unquote WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Uh, imagine you whiffed your mania. Fuck. Imagine, well, even give you this. Imagine if WWE, technically the week, like the go home show, just confirmed their main event. You get what I'm saying? Like, or we'll, we'll go on better. Imagine if WWE gave their WrestleMania main event away on TV two weeks before and then redid it for WrestleMania. And I'm not even just talking about a squash or anything. Like, gave it away and had a dusty finish. You know what I mean? Whatever. And then did it on WrestleMania one more time. Like, the IWC would lose their collective shit. And, don't get me wrong, there's people also losing their collective shit over this. I'm one of them. I think it's trash. Uh, I'm just saying, yeah, you what you just said. <laughs> you botched your 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 mania main event. And it's That's what they did. And it's like so weird to me because the story for a perfect mania main event was right there. It was right there. Mhm. Like like sometimes the obvious thing is the best thing. You know? Um and I'm going to have to start getting used to saying that because football season's approaching and I'm a Browns fan and Kevin Stefanski, our head coach, has this need to be the most clever guy on the field. 
And it's like it's second and one. It's third and one. It's third and one, and we have Nick Chubb, arguably the best running back in the NFL. Arguably. I said arguably. Chill out, everyone. Um, <laughs> and uh, instead of just giving him the ball, letting him run up the middle for a yard, we do some, like, trick play wide receiver pass thing. So, sometimes, guys, just doing the obvious thing <laughs> is the best thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, discuss another big weekend. For the other company that is doing good stuff, people enjoying it. Um, but I do want to talk about a little bit of outrage and how ridiculous it is. Hang tight. We will be right back. If you want to rage quit AEW every time you hear Excalibur call an Enziguria Lake Lariat, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Drive-By. Okay, Mike, it's Clash of the Castle this weekend. Uh, as you listen to this, it will be starting in a few hours. I believe it's 1 p.m. Eastern Time here in the U.S. This is a U.K. event. It was basically stated Friday. Uh, September 2nd, uh, I don't know who, if it was Triple H or whoever said it, that this is, this is not a one-time deal. They're, they want to make this UK show a yearly thing. I think that's awesome. Something they should have done a long time ago, to be fair. Uh, they have, I mean, they're a worldwide brand. They have a large fan base over there. They sold 60,000 plus tickets. This feels like a big deal. It doesn't feel like a throwaway show. Uh, I'm excited. I think all you lying a... fucks should be happy our companies <laughs> from America even come over there to grace your shores. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> so, you know, change still Tell Charlie know, I said hi in the air. <laughs> well, like, of course. Like, wink at uh, it for me. <laughs> change in the air. A head nod, um, but like not down, like up. A upward head nod, like a wink. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> and, and, and for the most part, fans enjoying it. Like I said, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to NXT Worlds Collide on Sunday, which is basically, if you're keeping, not keeping track, NXT UK is going to go away for a little bit. Um, it's going to be rebranded as NXT Europe. And it sounds like, or well, I mean, I don't even want to sound like it is, they're, for the meantime, combining uh, the titles. So we're not going to have an NXT UK championship that doesn't get defended because NXT UK isn't there. They're rolling all these titles into one. Makes sense. And we'll probably have some kind of tournament to crown new ones when they get NXT Europe up and running. I'm excited about all this. Triple H is doing good things right now. Everyone's pretty unanimous. I will say, there's a little bit of outrage this week. Watching the uh, finals of the vacant, or the the women's tag tournament to fill the vacant WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, the finals came down to Raquel Rodriguez, I almost said Gonzalez, they should just change her name back. Raquel Rodriguez and uh, Aaliyah teaming up to take on Dakota Kai and Io Sky in the finals for this match. Now clearly, and I get it, Clearly, fans are clamoring for Io Sky and Dakota Kai to win this, to, you know, give some cred to this faction that we're all liking with Bailey leading them. And that's not what happened. R Raquel Rodriguez, Aaliyah, won, this won these titles. Uh, and immediately the internet melts down. Now, here's the thing, guys, Okay. First of all, there was controversy. It was later shown in a clip that Dakota is screaming, like, I wasn't even the legal person. Uh, people have said they went back and watched, and she's correct. So all that tells me is, well, this is a story, right? 
there even USA Network put out an article about how they deserve a rematch because of all of this. Like, it feels like maybe we're telling a wrestling story, Mike. Uh, also, we have the six-woman tag match at Clash. So we've got Bianca leading Alexa and Asuka against uh, Bailey and Io and Dakota. So do we want, you know, do we want the tag titles involved in that? Or do we just want them to, okay, they won. And here, here's the big thing. All these rumors swirling about people coming back. And there's lots and lots and lots of beliefs that Naomi and Sasha will be returning. Those were the titles that they left behind, Mike. So let's just tell a story here. If those two are coming back. And if, you know, they want to bring prestige to those titles. They clearly have to challenge for them at some point. And do you really want them to come in and immediately beat EO Sky and Dakota Kai? Or would you rather them come in and beat Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah? Because I feel like that's the answer. And that's probably what we're doing. Right? <laughs> well, also, that's a good point. That's probably what we're doing, yes. Also, um... Raquel and Aaliyah needed this more. Right. Like, this is helping them get to a better place, which is going to boost the entire division. Like, like, let's be real, man. Everybody knows that uh, EO and Dakota Kai are the shit. Like, right? Like, everybody gets mm-hmm. that. Like, like the way they're being presented right now is, like, as the, stars. And if you, They're already top, on top. Yes. Yep. Right? Uh, being paired with Bailey. Uh, the whole thing, they're already a top group. Um, if you watched NXT, they're already top stars in your mind. Eo Sky is probably the best Joshi working in the world. Yeah, I just want to see her in Oscar. So, um, you know, like, Let's just, like, they don't need this right now. They don't need this. Like, these two girls needed this. It's going to boost them, which is going to boost the win for Dakota Kai and you Sky. When they get it, it's going to boost it for everybody in the division. Slow the fuck down, people. Just because it's not the way you wanted it right away. Right. Does not mean that... You know, you know, it doesn't mean it's bad. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And I think that, you know, I saw so many tweets of like, oh, this, 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 and here we are. Triple H gets his first big L. Like, guys, come on. If you, if this is, we're in a good spot, don't do this. You know what I mean? Don't get mad over, okay, the thing we talked about at the beginning is a large booking decision. This is an undisputed AEW title. This is two megastars, right? Like, to be fair, I don't like either one. I'm calling them a megastar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that on their biggest show of the year, that's a ball that was dropped. This was women's tag team championships that have been vacant for a couple months now that we're going to try to elevate, but to be fair... At this point in time, EO and Dakota and Bailey are just a little bit bigger than them and have something bigger with the WWE Raw Women's Champion and two former Raw Women's Champion in Asuka and Alexa, right? Like, that means more. Put these titles on Raquel and Aaliyah. See it, you know, if there's a long-term story here with Sasha and Naomi coming back. And they beat them, and it's either like soon or down the road. I'm cool with that, right? Uh, if this leads to a possible rematch because of what seems to be planted as, you know, the ref was confused, it was a quick pin, things got messy, blah, blah, blah. I'm cool with that too, okay? Now, I'll give you an argument. If we go down that road and then Dakota and EO get beat clean, we might be like, all right, what are we doing here? 
I don't think that's where we're going. Okay? Um, I just don't. I think we're going to put a little bit of respect on these titles. We're going to try to build some new stars. And we can also remember, guys, we can build stars by having someone established like Sasha and Naomi come in and beat these two in a competitive match, right? Yes. So we can still we can still make this work for literally uh eight you know six women seven if you count Bailey but six women currently involved with these titles we can make it work and and, and I have confidence that they will um I'm excited for this weekend Mike I don't know what you're gonna have time to take in uh. So Something I wanted to touch on real quick, and I forgot in the last segment while we were on AEW. And it was in our group chat, too. You mentioned a momentum shift. Unconfirmed, but now kind of sourced by a a, a slightly more, I don't want to say slightly, a much more competent uh, quote-unquote dirt sheet, I guess, if that's an oxymoron, it's an oxymoron. Um, But I think it's Raj is his name had mentioned something about Malachi Black possibly asking for his release being denied uh, rumors of his mental health being affected by what's going on I sent you guys in the chat the picture that was supposed again, I'm not saying this is all true, but this was supposed to be from his Tumblr Um, it's a picture of he fucking would have a Tumblr (laughs) <laughs> right? That's exactly what I thought, too. Uh, picture of his... Uh, I, why am I blanking on their name? House, House of Black. Black. Good God. Thank you. Uh, you, quote, mean, you mean the people who should really be winning this trios championship this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. A quote, supposedly, under this picture. Two years of this, sometimes it feels like all of it will be to no end, nor have any real meaning when it's all over and done. It's strange to think certain things in your life will be a memory with no attachment anymore, while they were once the most important thing in your life. It truly feels like the entire journey happened for the sake of happening. That is, like, sad (laughs) to read. Fucking cryptic and morbid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And again, like I said, I, you know, is it it real? Is it fake? I I mean, the shit's out there. It's, It's been said. I just, you know, I again, when Ali publicly asked for his release and didn't get it, and immediately there was trending free Ali hashtags. Uh, now, maybe because that was public and people knew he really did ask for it, I don't know. But, like, you know, if here's the thing. I understand from a company side, for both companies, like, if you invest money, you invest time, you know... You don't want them to go to the competition and be a big deal. Whatever the case may be, you're going to try to keep these guys tied up. Dude, if this dude's in a six-year contract, like Tony Khan stating six or seven years, and he still has five left and he's been there two or some shit like that, and he's that miserable, man, for the sake of not being a fucking terrible person, let him go. You know what I mean? Man, like, here's the other a, thing. That's that's not a three-year deal Here, or a five-year deal that's already two years in. You know what I mean? Like, that's a long fucking time. I've been that's thinking, his career. I've been thinking of this for a while. Um, y'all, what the... Like, take the power back, okay? Pro wrestlers that are on an AEW versus WWE level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about, like, Daniel Garcia and above. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, stop signing deals longer than three years. Rewrite this fucking rewrite this whole fucking business. Like, and you know, like who the fuck am I, right? Like, I'm just some guy. I'm just some guy, right? And I have no idea what it's like to be in a contract negotiation situation with either one of these companies. But I do think. It would be very easy for a bunch of people that are big stars to get together and be like, look, two to three year deals from here on out. Well, here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because, because, and don't get me wrong, this ain't a Tony Khan thing. Vince is trying to lock people in for fucking five, six years deals too. 
So well, I was going to say that, but aren't typically WWE contracts around three years? Unless it's like a like an Undertaker, we're going to sign you to a ten year like they just did. I mean, I mean, he's yeah, I don't know, but like you know they have I mean? the power like, now to be like, look, we can change the game here with Tony, especially with Tony. Man, this motherfucker's outrageous. Six year deals, <laughs> what? What and so also, and also that like, Adam on Cole the flip had side seven of that, year deal, like, like what the hell? On the flip side of that stuff too, man. Like that's on the wrestler, man. Like if like, you're in your thirties like, like, and you're signing a seven year deal, you have to realize like that might be your career. Yeah, and on top of that, okay. So I know we like to liken things to real, like wrestling to real sports occasionally. Um, Mm. This is not like the NFL, where it's like you sign like a six-year deal, where and that's just like your goal, you know, because you want to get locked into that long-term deal, guaranteed like that paycheck that you can get, and you're there. But, but this isn't like that, right? This isn't Mm-mm. this isn't the same as like, all right, man, this is my team. This is the like. And it wants to be the same because it looks the same. Hey, this is the roster. This is my owner. This is the, like, but it's not the same because you don't know how you're, okay. So let's say you sign a six-year NFL deal and you're 26 years old, right? I'm going to be at this mm-hmm. team until I'm 32. It's likely going to be the end of my career, okay? What you know is that, I'm going to play, let's say you're a fucking middle linebacker. I'm going to play middle linebacker, and that's my spot. That's my position. Occasionally, other people might try to come in and play that position. I have to be better than them, but all I need to do is play middle linebacker, and I'm the middle linebacker for six years. I'm the middle linebacker. And my skills may deteriorate towards the end of that, and someone better will come along. And it's like it's a little bit like that in wrestling, but it's not. You don't like like you like this is my spot right now in 2022 as a wrestler. You don't know what the fuck you're. You're not playing the same position. You don't know what your spot's gonna be two years later. Fuck two years ago, MJF was gonna be the champion in 2022. In 2020, MJF. His spot, like, should have been in 2022. He was the champion, right? But, like, that's how wrestling is different from other sports. Your position, your spot is constantly moving and constantly changing, man. And are you going to be happy with what, like, the spot you're in in three years? Like, and especially if it's the NFL, ah, man, say they found someone that's actually better than you. They're going to trade you to another team and you're still going to play that same exact position with the same exact contract and figure it out. Or you're going to get yep. cut, one or the other, right? Yep. Uh, for the sake yep. of this, getting cut doesn't happen, right? Um, that's not how it works in wrestling. It's constantly moving. You are a cog that is constantly being placed wherever you help make the machine move best. And... What the fuck, man? Is that going to be where you're going to want to be at? Are you going to be, are you going to be happy with where maybe they like you as a cog in this position and you're just there now, but that isn't the position you signed up for? But fuck, you got four years left on your contract? Man, you guys (laughs) got to start reinventing the game a little bit. But again, who am I? I'm just some guy that works at a warehouse for a major big box store <laughs> yeah no it's it's very interesting i clearly um, know nothing about contract negotiations so um i mean i'm all for okay look so my job i'm in i'm in a union our contracts are three years and even then they'll be like Oh, we just gave you a raise on the last contract. Like, three years ain't nothing to them. That's three years of my life, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, it might be three years and then you really can negotiate. That's three years of the pay being set up for three years and let's, let's, you know, readdress it instead of thinking that you just did this. 
So I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's weird. I think three years should be the max, unless you know, if you're a guy like say a a Randy Orton or on the AEW side like a Kenny Omega, you know what I mean? And you're like, hey, I'm good with this. I also know I have enough stroke that if I'm not, it's going to get changed regardless of what the contract says. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. okay. You know what? Take a shot. But, I, I mean, other than that, I, I don't know. It's very, very interesting. They should probably try to take, maybe control their narrative. Oh, I don't know why I just did that, Mike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> apparently, 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 someone didn't want to control his own narrative anymore. Look, I'm very mad about the supposed return of this Dude, who man. who fucking even though, cares at this point? Although I will put one scenario out there. If he comes out after this match at Clash and grabs Roman and says, I'm still not finished with you yet, I might be completely turned around because that would be funny. Um, other than that, Mike, is there anything else you want to say to these fine, fine people other than enjoy a fantastic weekend of pro wrestling? A fantastic weekend of pro wrestling? Dude, this is like the best weekend ever. My birthday's Monday. Uh, Oh, yeah. Right? So, uh, I have uh, a party I'm going to tomorrow and the Buckeyes. Uh, I'm going to my parents Sunday. I'm going to stay over there because the wife doesn't have to work Monday because it's Labor Day. So then, like, I'm going to go chill with my parents, watch them all out, uh, come back home Monday, just hang out all day, do fucking nothing because it's my birthday. And then Friday, I'm off work because I'm going to Detroit because Circle Six is crowning their first ever champion. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun week. Have a good weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Have fun and watch what you like and like what you like. Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great weekend. Do something stupid. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time. Bye.